Hi, I'm James, and I've loved Seinfeld since the 90s. Hello, I'm Steve. I gave Seinfeld a miss the first time round, but it could be really very nice and good. And together we're watching every episode, recording our own commentary track, in the show that we like to call... Hello, Newman. <laughs> hey are you not staying huh you're not staying you got your jacket on it's a bit cold all right you're saying that my uh expensive studio is cold yeah yeah fair enough it is isn't it um and I've, we've I, got I, I, I tell you we've got all of the environmental hazards going today we've got two dogs over there. <laughs> yeah there's the a back, cat on the loose the, the cat on the loose the back door's open uh, is it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But maybe no, after, thanks. <laughs> maybe after the uh, maybe after the show, I don't know. Um, I, I'm just going to get on with it. Let's not cold open. Uh, let's not cold open. I'm going to say hello and welcome to episode eighty three of Hello Newman, um, the show that we describe right at the beginning. And yep. I repeat, it's good. Hello, thank, hi. Thank you for joining us. We're very grateful. Um, you can uh, like and subscribe on uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. It's not iTunes anymore. It's Apple Apple Podcasts. Please feel free to do that. It will probably make us feel good. Would it make yeah. you feel good, Steve? I um, would really appreciate it. We should. Uh, I, th- I think there's something that we need to address. Now we we tend to record these a little way ahead um, in terms of recording schedule. Um, this is true. Which would make uh, any regular listener we have left scratch their head a little bit in terms of. <laughs> Well, then how do you have gap weeks? Uh, yeah, maybe because the person who edits this podcast is the laziest toad you've ever met in your life. Um, but we should probably address the fact that we uh, each week we say you can watch uh, Seinfeld on Amazon Prime here in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, I should probably say to you that um, you may already know this, listener, but you can no longer. You can no longer watch Seinfeld on Amazon Prime here in the UK because it's it's falling off. I would say though, uh, on on Amazon, I believe uh, uh, one season is is uh, about five pounds, which is um, which is all right, isn't it? It is all right. Um, and uh, if, you know, for those of you who um, have been with us uh, along the journey and and maybe have been streaming um, this stuff for free from whatever service, the DVD box set. Mm. of the entire series is actually very reasonably priced yeah. um and as as you were saying i mean even even if you were going to buy them from your um favorite um digital delivery service they're, yeah. they're all pretty reasonable so what what a time to be alive absolutely i would and I, I recommend the dvd box sets or the i don't know if they do in blue right now but the extras really packed with extras really good really funny stuff sort of changes season on season but i particularly like the awkwardness of the commentaries with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, um, Michael Richards, and uh, why am I uh, blanking on Jason Alexander's name again? <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Yeah. Um, uh, it, it, there's a weird awkwardness. It's sort of, I really enjoy it. Michael Richards seems to have this anxiety, and I can totally understand this, this mm-hmm. anxiety about silences in uh, in commentaries, and uh, much like uh, your erstwhile host, <laughs> um, uh, overcompensates and it's quite funny but it's it, it's very interesting listening to when they they pair people up listening to the the relationship dynamics outside mm. of you pick up a little whiff of it it's quite interesting to me 
But, you know, that's the kind of guy I am. Um, Steve. Hello. We're watching Season 5, Episode 20. We're crashing towards the end of Season 5. We are. We're going to get Season 5 done, hopefully, for free on Amazon <laughs> Prime. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we're having a discussion about the price of the box sets the other day, and you were saying you know, about how much they would have been when when they came out mm-hmm. and then I started to do a little bit of calculation oh. in my head about how much I spent to get the you entire you went down the rabbit hole and um, yeah now I'd, I'd, it was definitely more than 30 quid <laughs> but you know they, they probably they would have been close to 30 quid each I would have oh, thought yeah, when yeah, it yeah, first yeah, came doubt. out yeah yeah absolutely yeah they weren't cheap and they still felt like good value back then so you know what can you say hey but they're on your shelf so yeah. in terms of the they're return on, the, on investment they're on, they're on the golden shelf too Ooh, on the golden yes. shelf with everything I really love there's BSG up there there's Indiana Jones yeah. Solo <laughs> uh, the the Star Trek movies fantastic love the Star Trek movies uh, another great commentary if you like commentary tracks the I do there, there's two diamond commentaries on the uh, uh, the, the Star Trek DVDs uh, the first one being The Voyage Home uh, which is Nimoy and Shatner. Oh, wow. Brilliant, the ultimate dynamic. But um, on the next one, The Undiscovered Country, the Shatner-directed Undiscovered Country, it's, uh, I think, Shatner and his daughter. And, oh, man, and she wrote a book about the production of that particular film. But, oh, man, it's beautiful. Because, obviously, William, William Shatner gives us uh, detailed explanations as to why it was a failure because of the budget constraints he worked under. Mm. Brilliant. I didn't know he directed it. Oh, yeah. I love The Undiscovered Country. Really? Yeah. It's just you, then. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. It was, it was. to be honest, though, it it was the first Star Trek movie I mm. saw in the cinema. Well, I've got a soft spot for it because I had the Marvel comic adaptation, which I read before I saw the movie. Okay. I was very fond of that. And I get if you saw it, if it was a, an, an early movie memory, I get why it's... Mm. But, I mean, objectively, it's awful. What I mean, but, but, but I would say, what does a god need? With a spaceship? It's mm. a good question. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, he might collect them. It's like, what does Jay Leno need with another sports car? That's my Jay Leno impression. It's very accurate. Yeah, it's on a par with my Seinfeld impression, definitely. <laughs> anyway, that's, I've, um, I've derailed us already, and we've not even started talking about the show. Shall we um, dive into the commentary? I would love that. Mm. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> it's all, all primed up at the zeros on Amazon Prime. <laughs> this is a touching so, moment, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm still using Amazon Prime. You'll be listening to this at a point in the future where it no longer exists on Amazon Prime. So, however you're watching it, if you're watching it, get it to all the zeros and then press play on my command. And my command is being issued now. With water. Lovely uh, nervous pause there before it all starts. Well, I've noticed this is a... Oh, this is good. So, I, I like my um, bit of swimming. Bit of swimming. So, it's, it's all sort of uh, topical to the to the show. Yeah. Because it's, you know... It's also a funny piece of... Song, uh, a funny piece of... Uh, a comedy. That's what he's doing, isn't it? It's um, a classic slice of observational comedy. It is. Which is we have being near water. We're made of water. Yeah, but we hate rain. Yeah, they like being wet. It's the inconvenient water that gets uh, gets us annoyed. I need I need to um uh, bear me a second because there's a the factoid I'm about to drop and I sort of uh, okay I'm gonna I'm gonna oh, I'll do it later because I'm just gonna mess up our viewing experience. 
Carol Lee from Peter Melman written episode. I think we're getting to the Tom uh, Chahones um, era okay. of directing. I think we're on to Andy Ackerman from the beginning of next season. Mm. Be interesting to see how different that might feel. Or if it does at all, to be honest. I think we have less random um, focus issues. <laughs> no, and they're both very good. I, I, I don't think there's a, there's a difference between them. Nice bit of back projection here for the drive into the Hamptons. We, of course, live in the Hamptons ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. A lot of info dump here at the beginning, as is always exposition. the case. So, yeah, they're all going off to see um, their friends who we last met two seasons ago. Who had a baby. A baby. And they're off to see... They're off to see... Um, uh, the, the, the family who live in the Hamptons. Yes. Which is... Um, Carol and Michael. That's it, Carol and Michael. Um, Kramer, Elaine and Jerry all travelling together. And George with his girlfriend, whom he has not slept with yet. Yes. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is another... I mean, maybe this makes me seem ever so superficial, but how how does George end up with such beautiful women? I could touch it all I want. What's your favourite? Maybe just New York, you know? They should gravitate What, women have low standards in New York, is that what you're saying? Uh, that's exactly it, yeah. They gravitate towards the low standards of the men who live in Queens. Nice, nice bit of George um, internal monologue here. Yeah. He's uh, you're clearly thinking yeah. about what he will be able to, uh, yeah. to to be able to do this weekend. But at, le- at least he knows that he's not allowed to touch her breasts at the moment. That he has to wait for like consent. Yeah, I mean that's pretty progressive for the nineties. It's it's an important thing to take into consideration. Very nice, very nice place. I mean, you're gonna, that's a, like a multi-million-pound property out there, surely. Dollar, I'd, I'd have to think so. Yeah. yeah. But it is funny, they're all relaxing on the deck. It doesn't look that hot. No, it looks a bit like a hazy, cloudy day, to yeah. be honest, in terms of the lighting, mm. but there we are. The thing about George's girlfriend in this, she looks so over him already, anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Hampton Tomatoes. And as soon, as soon as George leaves, mm. she's like, right. Mm. And then oh. Elaine, Elaine looking. Now... I don't get that reference because I never saw Maud. No, and I'm only aware of that reference mm. because of Family Guy. I'm I'm aware of it because I, I've heard I heard someone on the podcast singing the and then there's more thing. Oh wow! Quite recently, but yes, yeah, so it was um, Elaine dressed like a Victorian gentle lady. Yeah, I got plenty of I thought a, a rather well dressed beekeeper uh, at the first <laughs> sight. <laughs> yeah. James Topless. James Topless. Yo, yo, ma. Yo, yo, ma. Boutros Gali. Now, uh, reference to the uh, Director General of the UN there. Yeah. Before the far show used it as a... Oh, yeah. Because they used it in their um, their um, sort of Southern American weather reports, didn't they? Sminky, yeah. Pinky, Bang, Bang, Boutros, Boutros, Gali, Chris Waddle, etc. I don't know where this Paul is in relation to. But I, I love it. Yeah, again, it's a Seinfeld point of interest happening off camera. Oh yes, the kind of thing to talk about. But, but not only is she topless. Yes. She's just straight up now, sort of coming and standing in front of them without a bra. Like it's on. no big thing. Yeah. 
It's kind of a shame that George missed out on that, really, isn't it? It is a poor guy. Yeah, you imagine if you found out, he'd be ever so upset. And you can clearly see that the the, the lady herself has got coverings over her. Yes, over her bosoms. Quite right too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't break the magic. This is the thing, though. You know, George. She. I mean, that 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 lady's a stunning lady. Yes, Melora Waters, very attractive yeah. lady. Um, I recognised her straight yeah. away. Um, from her appearances in um, Paul Thomas and, um, Anderson films, oh. she was in uh, Boogie Nights and Magnolia. Goodness gracious! Do you get a feeling we a might bit of, uh, fact stuff there? Just as an aside, listener, do you think we need pop guards? No. Very good. Or just stop saying words with peas in them. Oh, this is a lovely montage. Yeah, it's fun. Kramer's Adventures on the Beach. Of course he, of course he attracts women um, when set on the lifeguard station. Hey you! <laughs> Very handsome beach Great use cop. of beach boys as well. Yeah. I, I, a little bit of uh, metal detecting there. That guy, I, I, <laughs> I, I presume we believe that guy's got a plate in his head. Nom. Oh yeah, it could be. And he finds a random rope, God bless him. I mean, at this stage, you just think, "Yeah, it's a good piece of rope. Why yeah. wouldn't you have that?" Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Jerry and Elaine are recovering from the ugliness. <laughs> now, I I put it to you, Steve. Yeah. That all newborn babies up until about up until about three months, all babies are ugly as sin. Yes. They're like like shriveled pink yodas <laughs> without the ears or the charm. There must have been something very spectacularly grim about this baby in particular. Yeah. I'm presuming it's hairy. Hairy babies are alarming. <laughs> yeah. They come out with a full head of hair, you know. You have to. You have to question actually. Especially if it's a full chest of hair at the same time. I wonder if that woman knows Pat Mustard. Ooh. Oh, it's a pot of live lobsters. Well, this fine Mitch should do it. How are you feeling, Adam? Handsome doctor hey. alert. Yeah, handsome mm. doctor. Good, quite a handsome doctor, to be honest. I like I like the production value of this of this episode though. Is like although obviously like the outside, the external shots are, are shot by a second unit. Yeah, it, it all ties together really nicely. Actually, yeah. it's a. He's a he's a he's a like you know your standard handsome American, isn't he? A beautiful woman like you should. He's he's got that kind of Bruce Willis um, kind of skull and hairline thing going on. You know, when Bruce Willis was kind of a handsome yeah. younger action star and not the grumpy terrible actor he is these days. Yeah, I liked him in Moonlight. Mm. Late nights on BBC Two. Yeah, a bit like this. I've got it on. Uh, I've got it on DVD, Steve. Maybe we should do a commentary of Moonlighting <laughs> after this. Some will Friday. He's been in stuff, yeah, though, isn't he, really the Doctor? Is yes. He's got a yeah. very recognisable face. Actually, one of the things I'd forgotten going through this, sorry, while we, while we, we watched hey, Jerry, Jerry and Rachel like talking to each other, who was last seen a couple of episodes ago with the very religious father. Mm-hmm. The whole Schindler's List situation. Schindler's List. There is a uh, character played by a very famous individual I thought occurred much earlier in Seinfeld. Oh, that's the temperature in the background, look. I love these Hampton tomatoes. Mm. You know, you can eat them like apples. No. You know, it's funny, the I, yeah, really I wouldn't. I put, I put it to you that a tomato should always be cooked. It's a nice the, big chunky tomato, though. A tomato in its uncooked form is a weed. In any, it, it makes everything you put it in wet and yep. tasteless. Yep. 
people who put tomatoes in sandwiches should be shot. You're just going to make your bread soggy. Put it in a burger, you're making the bread soggy. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on this. Turn it into a delicious sauce. Yes. <laughs> Kramer immediately yeah. revealing to George that they've seen his girlfriend topless before he has. Um, just um, just as an interesting uh, note to make here as well, mm. Kramer turns up with those lobsters. Yeah. And for the first time in a very long time, mm -hmm. we hear him referred to as the K-Man. The K-Man. It's not a good nickname. I'm glad it didn't stay. Yeah. Tomatoes, tomatoes. I like the uh, Toby jug. Looks like a New England revolutionary oh, Toby wow. jug. There, I spotted that. Oh, George, it is the, is the truth. Actually, both Gray and George have got really some good, good cabana wear going. Yeah. <laughs> How supportive. Yeah. I can't believe it's nice. Oh, no, but, you know, I remember a, a certain type of uh, toxic masculinity where complimenting how sexy uh, one's partner was was considered a compliment oh. towards the man. Yeah. I, have to, I have to say, um, there's so much going on, and mm. we're talking about a lot of different stuff. I'm kind Sorry. of missing pointing certain things out when okay. they happen. One thing, um, one thing that I really enjoyed about that of Kramer going saw Jane topless mm. was then the fact that he had lots of business happening in the kitchen, yeah. and we just had that pause while we were waiting yeah. for kind of like the next bit to happen. Mm -hmm. That timing was fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the high thirties. Looking at that, um, yeah, the water. Yeah. Don't look it's like it. a Neil Armstrong. I turn around for a sip of tang and you'll jump out first. Now, see, now this is, that's uh, uh, got to be, because do you think it should have been I'm Buzz Aldrin? Because yeah. Neil Armstrong, he got out first. Yeah. I mean, famously. <laughs> but George is allowed to be wrong. Yeah. So Elaine is breathtaking. But yeah. the baby is also breathtaking. breathtaking. So what does that really mean? Yeah. And of course Elaine's troubled by it. Yeah. And needs to find out exactly what's going on. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, revenge. Cannot hide his disappointment at only yeah. seeing her knickered butt butt. Yeah, it's interesting Jerry's reaction to this too. Yeah, very laid back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, George will be George. Yes, George. I'm kind of wondering myself. <laughs> what is it that you want? No, I was just wondering if he's uh, had any gum. Oh, Some gum. He's so cute, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. hair all tousled up like that. He is. Oh, I love George. He's got a fantastic beach towel going on there as well. Yeah, there's some uh, purple, purple uh, shapes in there. Oh, the pretend shivering is beautiful as well, isn't it? <laughs> ah, fantastic. Strange man. Where do you get to know him? There you go. Nice. So where is this baby anyway? Oh, check it out. I guarantee you, you've never seen anything. Quite okay, so, so she wants to go and see the baby. You kind of have to, though, yeah. don't you? You know, yeah. you've got to be nice to the hosts. Naturally, she's getting undressed so she can go and see the baby. <laughs> George too undressed after a session in the pool. Oh my God, she's seen his dinkle. I'm sorry, I thought this was the baby's room. Yep, she really. Oh, that's yeah, so good. Yeah, she stays there a bit too long, really. Oh. Every. Uh, what, Matt? Because we're all. 
I don't know many men who aren't insecure about the size of their dinkle. Especially after a swim. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, we've we've both been swimming in the yeah. past. Not together. We, no. Oh, yes, no, we yeah, have. Yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming together, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, no, Steve, Steve knows I'm a very shy post-swim changer. Yeah. <laughs> I'm... That time we came into the uh, came into the yeah, changing yeah. room and some guy had his bum out and yeah. I was like, oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Like the, the, some of the, they're always a bit older as well. The brazenness of it all. Yeah. So we ha- here we have the conversation about. I'd been in the water and it had turned into an acorn in a in a messy nest. Shrinkage. Another example though of the um the an, another. Seinfeld phrase that you know popularized by the by the uh, by the show Shrinkage, yeah, as being uh, one of one of its greatest strengths, being able to allude to rather um, rude or blue things. Well, this is where with um, the, the the cleanest and tidiest of language. Well, this is this is where the restrictions of the um, like you know networks and in terms of what is and isn't acceptable actually become a boom because yeah. It, it always created these really like the contest yes. again, a 22 minute show about masturbation masturbation <laughs> isn't mentioned once but it, it's the nodding and the winking of it all that creates a lot of the comedy in that, oh, absolutely. In that show it's fantastic so they're inviting Elaine into, yeah. uh, into this yeah. um, kind of this secret yeah. And she's, she doesn't get it. No, she's unaware of shrinkage. You know, she's a experienced lady. You'd have thought she'd known about <laughs> shrinkage. It is tough walking around with those things. Yes, she's, she's right. Yeah. I was listening to someone going on a, on a run about how stupid the design of men's testicles are. That like They could be inside, really, if they wanted to be. And sometimes they are, yeah. <laughs> depending I, on the threat involved. Yeah. My 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 favorite my favorite thing about this scene is all the lobsters on Kramer right now. Well, yeah, there is there is that. It, it's the the length George has gone to prove his point. Sat there and you look at him, you're like, why is he in that? I mean, that's a very tight-looking T-shirt. Be honest with you, T-shirt he's wearing is no tighter on him than it is the one I'm wearing on me. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm quite comfortable See, with the fit of this, this T-shirt. Here we go. Rachel, my T-shirt shrunk. Oh, <laughs> it used to be much bigger, but now it's shrunk. See, much bigger. Mm. Yeah. It shrinks things. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Tell us more, Mr. Science. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, now this yeah, is just that's mean. so cruel. It's mean. <laughs> But you know, in a post me too world, I'm comfortable with it. Men, men uh, deserve all they're getting. I don't, I don't feel sorry for George. See, there, that's a nice little thing for Jerry to do. Yeah. It's like, hold your horses. Yeah, yes, yeah. He actually, I think it's one of the few examples of him genuinely restraining George for his own good. I found this rope and I kept tugging. This is lovely. All his lobsters came up. Like um, those are commercial lobster traps. He he he's <laughs> enraged by the fact mm-hmm. that that Crane has done this because of his family history. Does it stop him eating a lobster? No. That's a great piece of um, a great piece of business he's doing with that claw as well. Yeah, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> Kramer's honesty. 
It's great. <coughs> Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Kramer's reaction to the baby. I quite like it. This, I mean, she's fishing. Nothing like really fresh caught lobster. I think they're stargazing. Right? Mm-hmm. This guy does come across as an intolerable douchebag, doesn't he? Yeah. Also a bit simple. Some ugly baby. For a doctor as well. Yeah. It's really scary. It's like, how did you get through medical school? You You're stupid. I said uh, some snuggly baby. Mm. Nice, nice Good recovery. recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. recouping. Yeah, absolutely. To be fair, but that Mr. T video was almost contemporary at this point, so maybe she'd watch it before she came away. I love this thing. I mean, like, you also used it referring to me. Uh, Seinfeld characters as obsessions well, getting in the way of them developing meaningful relationships with other yeah. human beings. It's like, my attraction to you is outweighed by the fact that I can't get my head around the fact that you use breathtaking for me and the baby. You don't understand this Definitely didn't take the ugly baby bait, though, did he? He did not. To be fair, Jerry is actually going into bat for his friend here, and a certain extent. Now, funny, middle of the night, she's going back to New York for no reason. It's one of the few, one of the few episodes where they kind of feel sorry for George. Yeah, I mean, he can't help the way he's reacting, Mm. but there is, you know, some justified indignant um, indignancy here. Now, I don't want to sound sound like an MRA, Steve, so I'm probably going to back off this now a little bit. Okay. I mean, obviously, she's allowed to go and do what she wants at any point. You know, she's under no obligation to sleep with Mr. Costanza, but obviously the implication was with her coming away that there probably would be a bit of as your father. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's definitely not happening. Yeah. She's not a secret lemonade drinker. No. This is a lovely. Uh, it's a good scene, this. Yeah. I thought you might wind but is it I, I, I kind of interesting. Loving them cigars. Is it interesting potentially about what it says about Kramer that he sat in the kitchen in the middle of the night? Mm-hmm. On his own in the dark. No, I'm afraid I could. Preparing to smoke a cigarette. Now, uh, sorry, a cigar. I mean, the implication is he was waiting for her to come and eat the non-kosher. Really, he's doing the right thing. He's yeah. being really honourable, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. He's helping her, you know, stick to her um, beliefs. Whereas I would have been... Rachel genuinely shocked there, actually, yeah. that Jane left. Yeah. I'd have been warming up some lobster for going, go on. <laughs> Sonny, your eternal I won't tell. Sonny, your eternal soul. Come on. Which, in many ways, is why I think I'm like another one of the characters. <laughs> they do some fantastic food work, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice bit of stretching. Brilliant. Good stuff. How nice of George to be preparing breakfast for everybody. Yeah, really weird. Out, given given what a frustrating and unhappy night he must have had. Very altruistic of him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'd think. What, what's come over him? Not Jane. <laughs> no. Probably not even himself. No. Not without shrinkage. Not without shrinkage. Delicious. Where did you learn to make eggs like this? Brilliant. She's loving those eggs. Oh. oh, we know that, George. Yep, we do. Yep. You might want to try eating it with one of these. Oh no, lobster. There's lobster in these eggs. Not that much, you know. They tend to shrink in the water. <laughs> oh man. 
Well, I guess I gotta go too. In 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 many ways. Well, this has turned out to be one fair hell play. of a weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Turnabout is fair play. Yeah. Oh. Uh oh. It's a cop. It's a lobster cop. Click 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 click. I guess I should go up and apologize. Yeah. Uh, well. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Again, like, hey. again, I say to you, he ate that lobster. He he's happy to, uh, to push Kramer under the bus. He was, but also happy to eat lobster. If you saw me naked. I wouldn't want to ride the same car with you either. I still can't believe Michael thinks on Kramer. I was going to say he's kind of seen the naked, but he never got to see the card, did he? George never got to see the Christmas card with the nipple slip, did he? No. Here's your Christmas present. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Hey, this oh, farmer's market. Let's, let's nice. Tomatoes. He wants uh, some of those. Hampton tomatoes. tomatoes. Eat them like apples, but yeah. Oh. Splish. That's. Uh, I mean, it's a good, good tomato splat, wasn't it? It, it is, but I, I get the feeling that Rachel was such a bad shot yeah. that it took her until night time to hit him in the face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not joking. There's a person at the back of the crowd that could not be happier to be in the crowd for a little piece of Jerry Seinfeld. They're so happy. They're they're pre-laughing. They want to have a good time. But then a good comedian does that to you. Yeah. I remember uh, best comedy experience I've ever had. I went to see Billy Connolly. I was I was kind of half chuckling before he even came on stage. Because you're excited. I just really wanted it to end. I, he made me hurt. Oh. From doing the laughs. That's not Seinfeld related, is it? Sorry. I, in many ways, I've I've let you down. I've let uh, the school down. Where's my cursor, Steve? I don't know. It's there. He's got it. Look. Did I catch it? Oh. No. Oh, there's a little, little, little preview of next week, everybody. Exciting. <laughs> okay, that was um, that was good, wasn't it? Um, see, normally I have this written down in front of me, Steve. This is my own fault. That was uh, that was season five, episode twenty. The Hamptons, Hamptons just so. like the tomatoes, or, or just like our city was called before it had the South. It used to be called Hampton, just Hampton, just Hampton, Hamwick. There was no, uh, there was no uh, Northampton back then, so we didn't have to uh, distinguish between the two. But they went East Hampton. Where's West Hampton? Further west. Good call, Steve. Uh, yeah. Please uh, do tell us your thoughts uh, on uh, this episode of Seinfeld's. Of the Seinfelds. Of the Seinfelds. <laughs> this is um, this is fun. This is solid. Um, it's it's interesting that we're in a situation at the moment where we've had a short run of George focused episodes. Mm. Um, uh, this one was a good George story though. Mm. Um, decent B stories for everybody else, but this is this is I mean this is a George episode. This is yeah. kind of like everything circles around um, the shrinkage really. Mm. Um, he's. I mean, we were saying earlier that he was kind of justified in in his reaction to what was going on. Yep. Um, clearly, he had his hopes on some fun, and that fun was taken away from him. And um, far be it from him to um, keep all of those toys still in the pram. He's paranoid. He's defensive. He's spiteful. Um, all of his best qualities. All all <laughs> all his best moods. And yeah, it's definitely it definitely drives the story. It's a lot of fun, but even despite all of that, 
Cares about his mum. Oh, of course. Got to get those tomatoes. Yeah. Um, twice, because, you know, I mm. guess ate them the first time because they we were so make, delicious. Can eat them like apples. Uh, apparently so. Um, another story where um, Jerry is caught in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. Whatever happens, this is like things happening around Jerry. So it's, yeah. it, it, when, when he's... When he's not necessarily driving too much, but he's kind of reacting and trying to dodge or swerve kind of around what's going on. That's always kind of fun. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily want everything to be like that. You know, you're going to have to have some Jerry-focused episodes, yeah. but it works well for, for this one, I think. Um, and again, as we were talking about earlier, it's, it's, you know, we also just get that little glimpse of Jerry doing the right thing. Yeah. Just yeah. holding George back a little bit. Being know, a good friend. As and when he could. Being a good friend. Mm. Yep. It's it's still good to have those moments, yeah. I think. I don't really have a great deal else to say about it. I I think we've probably seen... I mean, we were spoiled, frankly. I think we were spoiled with some of the episodes we've already seen this oh, yeah, season. It's been a good season. Uh, we've, we, we've definitely got into a territory, I think, where we're having fun and solid, but not necessarily outstanding shows. But that's fine. Good. Excellent. Good. That wasn't um, that wasn't the person coming in. I thought it was. So that's a relief. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> that's all right. Um, uh, I, I I don't know if there's really much more to say about it. Really, I mean, it's a good solid episode. It's a good built solid... around a humorous premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, How about you? What I mean, did, did yeah, you have anything right. to add? Have you? Uh, I like uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like I like the fact that it's set in a different location. Yes. So it's almost a bit of a palate cleanser, in so much as everything you're seeing is new. You're seeing them outside of their normal environment. I think that the um, Kramer story in it is brilliant. It gives lots of really good stuff for Michael Richards to do. Mm. But also there's um, a character development moment where he's sat there and he stops Rachel from eating the non-kosher food. Yeah. So we actually get to see a little bit of like um, Kramer's moral landscape, which I think is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wish to look at that, I agree. You get to see Jerry being a good friend. Um I think it's. Uh, I really enjoy the ugly baby because <laughs> yeah. it's it's one of these. You know, it's again. It's it's like Seinfeld sort of tackling a taboo. It's apparently a taboo to say that babies are ugly, but it's like, no, 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 no. I mean, quite a lot of them are ugly until. And Elaine's always many of them remain ugly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> look at these two big babies sitting right here. Yeah. Um, well, no, but, you're all right. But, oh, I mean, I look much. like I've been That's smashed in the face kind. with a car. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, there's there's something good to be said about that. Elaine has always been like, "What is the fuss?" Uh, you know, mm. she's basically doing a Seinfeld bit on babies. What the, is it about babies? The, the whole thing about the baby shower a, yeah. a couple of seasons yeah. ago was just like, "What? Why?" Yeah. It's just a flipping baby. People make them all the time. Why you have these extra parties and stuff? But yeah, I mean, it is one of those societal taboos about you know. I mean. Look, I tell you what, right? If we if if yeah, we're, go if we're going to get into it, one I'm going to get into a rabbit hole now. One of the things one of the things I like about Seinfeld the most is the main female lead is a non-stereotype, non-traditional woman. Yes, but yeah. actually, it never gets into. She's never berated for that. Mm-hmm. She's she's we love her, regardless. She's never seen as. Um, all right, you know, she does things that are stupid, and she's obsessive, which gets her into a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. But I don't think generally the humour about Elaine is the fact that she is a non-traditional human being. She's just probably a reflection of the 90s of of this ideal of a woman who's having it all. Yeah. Or uh, someone who is, she's living her own life. She's living her own, I don't want to say best life, because none of the characters I think are necessarily living <laughs> their best life except Jerry. 
possibly. But um, yeah, I, 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 and that's why I love the character of Elaine. Is um, yeah, she's she's able to be an avatar for all of this sort of uh, non-traditional stuff. Yeah, that's you, Buzz. That's me, isn't it? That's you. Can it's can you hear Steve buzzing? It's so excited by the episode, yeah. you see. Yeah. Oh, flipping heck. Steve's creating lots of static electricity. Where did that come from, even? Uh, bot- bottom of the cord there, look. <laughs> Told you. I'm just going to do this now. Oh, you Just, look, to, just you, to try and limit the amount of hum I wanna te- for the remainder of this episode. I want to tell you, listener, he looks like a 1970s crooner, or he <laughs> looks like he's about to record his piece for the uh, Band-Aid single. <laughs> He's going to do... Uh, well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the problematic line. I love it. Steve, less to say, have you? <laughs> Let's crash to the end. Anyway, thank you very thank you very much for that. Steve and I will probably carry on talking about Elaine uh, once we finish recording, because, you know, we, we talk offline too. Yeah, we uh, don't just exist in, uh, yeah. in, in, in this uh, particular... Um, landscape yeah sorry for the buzzing right at the end uh you know it can't be helped it happened uh, there's nothing steve did and he's coping with the situation very well professional okay uh but uh until uh next time we say thank you uh, oh yeah thank you for listening and bono it's over to you think of me as a doctor <laughs>